Welcome to Horror Struck. What is up, my little four-leaf clovers? Welcome back to Horror Struck, a horror commentary podcast where we look at the genre through the lens of a diehard fan and of me, a scaredy cat. I am Riley Ott. I am joined by my co-host and best friend, Cecilia Talbert. This week, we took a look at the 1993 film Leprechaun, directed by Mark Jones. Spoiler warnings for 1993 Leprechaun. There will be many spoilers. What's new? What's happening? How are you feeling? How am I feeling? My back kind of hurts. Same. Like, emotionally, though? Hmm. I'll save that for my therapist. Okay, that's fair. How are you feeling? I'm pretty good. Besides the fact that, like, my power went out, sort of. You know, we just didn't think that the living room breaker controlled the kitchen when the kitchen has its own two breakers, so. Silly us! Yeah, none of that made any sense. I'm glad they figured it out, but the wiring in your apartment sounds really dumb. Really confusing. Yeah, it's a little silly. I'm kind of glad it was something simple. The whole time you were telling me about it earlier today, I kept thinking of of when our air conditioner stopped working at the Lincoln oh Way apartment. Gosh, that was terrible. Yeah, because we kept saying, like, he kept flipping all the switches. He's like, there, it's fixed. We're like, no, it isn't. Nothing happened. That was mostly because we were moving out in, like, a couple weeks, so I think they were just more of, like, what's the point? We'll just wait till they're out. Oh, my God, but moving in that hot weather? Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I remember your sister, Michelle, gave us a bunch of, like, fans. Yeah. Box fans and stuff. I was like, thank God for that or we would have died. That happened when I was at Foxhaven with Sarah. Lincoln Way was annoying, but Foxhaven was the worst. Our maintenance man literally lived across the parking lot from us. He would just never fix anything. Yeah, it was like the middle of July or the end of July and it was hot. The air conditioning was out and he wouldn't come over and fix it. But it was great because Michael was staying in an apartment at that time. So I just spent the week there. Oh, that worked out really well. That would be so much more annoying though. Like if you could see him and knew that he was not doing anything, just come across the street, just fix it. And then I'll leave you alone. Yeah. Is he the one whose daughter like followed you into your apartment? Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This little girl, I am shocked she didn't get snatched. She was like the sweetest little girl but she just was not taught any sort of boundaries i would get home from work and i would open the door and like she would just be right beside my car being like hi how are you and i'd be like i'm good how are you and we have a little conversation and i'm like why is no adult coming to grab you why are you playing in a parking lot one day i tried to escape her because i saw her coming so i got out of my car real quick and got into my apartment and then Allie like ran to the door and before i could shut the door there was a little girl in my apartment i was like oh sweetie i don't think you're supposed to come in here is that the point where you do just kidnap a little kid to prove a point <laughs> have some sort of ransom kids love dogs she loved ellie so she'd be like i come in and play with ellie i'm like well you're already inside let's go outside <laughs> and play with ellie I mean, that's fair ellie is such a sweet dog oh i miss her i should see what sarah's up to yeah that place is a dumpster fire it's the worst apartment i've ever lived in do you remember the apartment that matt and i lived in that had like the rat and the people wouldn't come fix it the drugs oh my god i forgot about that (gasps) they had the like drug arsenal i got home and my roommate sarah who had moved in after matt moved to uh go be a flight attendant i was like sarah have you looked outside today she's like no what's going on and i dragged her to the window it was like They're pulling out a bunch of, like, drugs and guns and arresting those people right across the parking lot. What's happening? 
Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh it was so weird. And that was also a nice part of town. That's like two minutes away from the, the giant eagle from the university. Yeah, it's just, it's cuckoo bananas. Everywhere you go, everyone is crazy. Ain't that the truth? On a lighter note, not that that was necessarily dark, but have you been watching anything? Reading anything? Anything you want to chat about? I haven't been watching a whole lot lately. I've been trying to read more because I want to beat my friend Alexa on her Goodreads challenge. We were at the same point. We'd both read 14 books and then she like speed read and she's at 16 now. So I'm trying to catch up. Gotta read plays. That's why I read a graphic novel a couple nights ago. I was like, this is real short. I can read this in like an hour. I do have plays though. We're cheaters. I guess it counts if you still read the books, even if you read them before. Yeah, you're still reading it. Right now, I'm reading a book called My Sister, the Serial Killer. I would give the author's name, but they are from Laos, and I know I will butcher the pronunciation, so I will put, like, a Twitter post up about some horror books if anyone wants that and post all their names. And I also watched a movie last night. So you and I were going to watch something, but I think you double booked and you watched um, The Bachelor with your sister, which sounds like a horror in itself so i opted out of that (laughs) it is instead i watched as some of you may know i got really obsessed with the amityville case like the actual people and stuff involved not the shitty movies that they made not the lutz's stuff the actual like true crime or kind of a little bit of both oh i'm definitely both the lutzes are insanely interesting for a completely different reason but the defeo case like the true crime aspect of it the lutzes are all a whole different thing and that's got more to do with george lutz being a liar and the whole thing being a hoax but they have made countless adaptations of this story and last night i found the absolute worst one it was fantastic did it come out recently 2011 it was called the amityville haunting it is a found footage movie that's basically all recorded on this like 12 year old's camcorder and they are fully aware that they're moving into the amityville house and they get there they have a showing of the house this i think is the like second scene because the first scene's just a bunch of kids dying in the house And their realtor is like, okay, here's the house. I'm going to go wait outside. Bye. And they're like, she's being kind of weird about being in this murder house. (laughs) And they walk outside. The next (laughs) shot is her dead on the driveway. And they're still like, that was weird. She must have had an aneurysm. Let's move in. (laughs) The movie takes place over like seven days. By the time they're there for three days, three different people have died. And they're just like, this is so strange. Accidents happen. What a coincidence. Like, this is... Oh my gosh. No one is reacting rationally at all. This is hilarious. Oh my gosh. That sounds really funny. It's very fun. As bad as it was. And they do a lot of, like they tell me instead of show me like something will happen but i won't see it and then the kid will turn his video camera on and be like today was really weird the doors kept flying open and then that girl died and then that man fell down the stairs and also died <laughs> like why didn't i get to see any of that oh that sounds disappointing it's terrible yeah i highly recommend if you are looking for something really goofy just to like have a drink and play in the background it's very very silly What have you been watching? I think that's all I had. I mean, we watched I Care A Lot. 
together. Mm-hmm. And that was really good. Highly recommend. It's on Netflix. Yeah, just for performances alone. Oh, I did start watching Servant, the M. Night Shyamalan series he did for Apple. I'm only like two episodes in, but I really like it so far. I already know the end of it. I think my boss watched it and he and I were talking about it and I was just too curious. I was like, so what happens? And he told me the whole thing. So now I'm like, should I watch it? I don't know. It still sounds kind of fun and weird. I like M. Night Shyamalan. I think you should still watch it. And they're only 30 minute episodes. I think there's not that many in the first season. I'm sold. Don't have to tell me anymore. I'm on it. I think this format really fits M. Night Shyamalan as a storyteller because he very much likes to build almost like J.J. Abrams where they're like, here's a puzzle box. Except, you know, M. Night Shyamalan at least knows what's in the box. (laughs) At least most of the time. The show is beautifully shot. I love the production design. The acting is really good. Rupert Grint, man, I I sent a video to you. I cannot get over his American accent. It's so good. Yeah, it was hard to hear, so I'm gonna have to actually at least watch for that. I'm very sold on the concept. I'm very interested in the mystery. I have a guess for how the series is gonna end, but I think I might be... I can't tell if I'm reading into it fine or just like I want something bigger to happen than what's going to happen. God, how do we segue into this movie? Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I guess we should have started off top by saying that. But in honor of St. Patrick's Day, we have decided to watch the seminal classic Leprechaun starring Love of My Life, Warwick Davis. Honestly, thank God for that man, or this movie would have been a train wreck. Oh my gosh, yes. You could just tell he's having a very, very good time. Apparently, it was going to be a straight-up horror film, and then Warwick Davis is like, let's make this character fun. And so all the fun elements of it are because of him. I think that's so funny, though, that, like, for the most part, they really did play it straight still. Like, these are pretty wholesome, like, quote-unquote horror trope characters. And then there's just Warwick Davis, who's just having a fucking blast, murdering all these people dressed up like a deformed leprechaun. It's like everybody is a straight man, and he's the one having a good time and playing off everybody. It works really well. I'm so surprised I liked this movie as much as I did. Yeah, it was a really good time. This is a really good group movie. I knew there were a lot of leprechaun movies, but I had no idea that there's been eight. It's insane. I actually watched a video earlier today just about what the other seven are about. So there's Leprechaun 1, Leprechaun 2 is in, I think, Las Vegas, maybe, or that might be the third one. Then they go to space. I made it up until The Hood, Leprechaun in The Hood, and I gave up. The rest of these seem very, very bad, but very bad would still be very fun for a group. The only ones I've seen in the franchise are, I've seen this one, and I have seen Leprechaun in space. It's been a while, but I have seen it. That looked like the absolute worst one. Leprechaun in The Hood still look kind of fun because they're just leaning into like how ridiculous this is and apparently the 2018 one the one that was a reboot or a re something it looked really bad too because they were taking it way too seriously i think i am gonna buy the box set and watch them all i think it's a good idea should i buy it too we can watch them together we'll just watch them once we're vaccinated we're gonna have a shot game and we're gonna die yeah you're like drink until we black out i'm like drink until we die <laughs> i mean i think once we black out we won't be able to drink anymore no nah, i'm just gonna pour the shot down your throat drink up i'm just kidding wait 
this is a murder plot? You can't tell me about it first. Now I just won't come visit you. You could probably hold your liquor better than I can. I'd probably black out before you. I don't really black out, though. I just throw up. I think at this point, my tolerance for alcohol was so low because I really only ever drank when I would, like, go out to the bar. But now, obviously, or apparently not obviously for some people, I'm not going to the bar. I never think, like, oh, I should get something to drink. Anyway, back to Leprechaun. Yeah, Warwick Davis is definitely the best part of this movie. He is what makes this movie. Because he does a good job of making it campy and hokey without it feeling... What's the word I'm thinking of? Without it seeming insulting, I guess? I was gonna say, like, disingenuine, but it's not insulting, because leprechauns aren't real. You're not insulting Irish people, because Irish people are real, but leprechauns aren't. I meant just because, like, little people. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I just assume leprechauns are short. Are there, like, stereotypes about little people? Uh, I don't know. They're all trying to steal our gold? It was his gold to begin with. You can have it. I just meant, like, he he played the role in a way that I feel like when people see a leprechaun, they're just like, oh, it's like a little person in a way that wasn't, like, insulting to little people. Oh, it's like that scene in Elf where he's like, ooh, look, it's an elf. And Peter Dinklage is like, call me an elf again, you motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that would be insulting if you didn't realize he was talking about actual, like, Christmas elves. That scene is so funny. Fucking tackles him. Peter Dinklage could kick my ass. Oh, yeah. He had a shirt off at the end of that movie, I Care A Lot. I was like, he's fucking ripped. Dude, he was doing the the thing, the the the, the rings where oh, you, like, the, hold yourself yeah. up. Like, I was like, damn! His upper body strength, he's crazy, and he's pretty hot already. But, yeah, Warwick Davis, he's just perfect. He's perfect in this role. He plays it so well. He does a good job of balancing the funny and the scary and the silly and the menacing. And I love the idea of just taking, like, a very, very silly, at least the American view of leprechauns, which is like, oh, me lucky charms and being like, I'm gonna fucking rip your intestines out. And you brought this up when we watched the movie and I looked it up and you're right, like how fairies are now turned into this cute little like Tinkerbell thing, but fairies are fucking terrifying and they'll like steal your children. Yeah. The leprechauns are basically just originally like representative of mischief and are in a lot of stories about teaching greedy people a lesson. So I think I think it works really well as a horror movie, even if it is goofy and silly. I agree. I don't know how this movie was received when it first came out, because I didn't really look. Not well. I don't think people really understood what it was trying to do, which is, it's supposed to be a horror movie with comedic elements. Like, it's meant to be fun. I think they do the comedy really, really well, but I also think they still do the horror really well. Like, when this movie chooses to be violent and scary, it is violent and scary. Yeah. There are some scenes where he's like melting at the end in the fire and when the cop where he's like oh yeah scratched half of his face off some of it was genuinely pretty scary. The effects were done pretty well. I think they were good. They held up pretty well for this movie coming out almost 30 years ago. Another notable thing about this movie is that it was Jennifer Aniston's first film role. She does a good job. She's good. She plays a role. I thought she was going to be so much worse, but then I remembered as the movie went on, I'm like, oh no, it's still Jennifer Aniston. Like, she's a really good actress, even if this movie is goofy as hell. I think there's only one element of this movie that maybe doesn't hold up super well, and that's all the 
stuff with Ozzy. Yeah. But it could have been worse. You could definitely see the 90s in it, the way it's written. But I think the fact that a lot of the problematic elements are told through a child, actually, it works for it holding up because kids don't know anything. Yeah, kids don't know any better. But also, fuck Alex. He was the worst character. I wanted him to die. <laughs> Alex, yeah. He's a little shithead, but he does have the best line of the, well, one of the best lines of the movie. Which line? Which is at the very end when he kills the leprechaun by saying, fuck you, Lucky Charms. Did you see why they changed that line? What was it before? It was supposed to be when he kills him, he says, you've run out of luck or something like that. But do you remember the scene where he's going through the cupboard and like looking for food and he finds the box that looks like knockoff Lucky Charms? Yeah. Apparently, General Mills had given them permission to use the actual Lucky Charms box. But when they saw the movie, they revoked it. because They were like, this is not something we want our name on. So they changed it to that as like a literal fuck you to General Mills. That's funny. It's very funny. I wonder who approved that. They were like, we're going to make a horror movie about leprechauns. They're like, we're in. Maybe they just didn't phrase it like that. They're like, we're making a movie about a leprechaun. You know that guy from Star Wars? He's going to be in it. This will be so fun for you. The Star of Willow. What's Willow? It sounds familiar. What is it? It's a fantasy film that stars Warwick Davis as the character Willow. I literally, I haven't seen it since college. That's like the theme of the, the podcast is that I'm really bad at going back and rewatching movies. I'm gonna look it up what wait what a special baby is this labyrinth there's like a baby that I think she's a princess and they're trying to get her to either end the line or she's some sort of prophecy baby and so this is just labyrinth Warwick Davis's character Willow is protecting the baby oh okay so he's not doing a magic dance to steal the baby no no he's the hero oh I remember really liking it but I haven't seen it in a really long time Yeah, anything else you want to talk about up top for a leprechaun? No, we should probably go over this plot real fast. Leprechaun! How's it start? So our movie starts with our leprechaun. You don't see him fully yet, but he's pretty much like in a cave. He's probably in Ireland is my guess. And he says, Try as they will, and try as they buy. Who steals me gold? Won't live through the night. And then we get our title card and we meet, I think his name's Daniel O'Grady? Mr. O'Grady. Mr. O'Grady and his wife, he just got back from a trip. He tells her, guess what? I caught a leprechaun. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, if you catch a leprechaun, they'll give you their gold. So we're rich now. But I guess he doesn't tell his wife that he brought the leprechaun with him. I'm not sure why he would bring the leprechaun with him. You've got the gold already. Does he think there's just more gold somewhere hidden on the leprechaun oh you know what maybe he didn't bring the leprechaun maybe the leprechaun followed him oh i wasn't paying a lot of attention in the beginning we were talking about something that's true because he probably as we find out really wants that gold back so he probably found him and was like hey motherfucker give me back my gold i want me gold yeah a lot of this movie could have been solved by just giving this leprechaun his gold back i think that's the point this is just a beautiful fable about how you shouldn't be a greedy asshole or a leprechaun will in fact kill you yeah and it's what you deserve i agree so essentially what happens in this beginning part is that the leprechaun tricks the wife into thinking he's a like a small child inside the satchel he like breaks out kills her and then when o'grady comes back 
This leprechaun just right off the bat, so funny. Dead wife is sitting there, the leprechaun is beside her, and he's like mouthing her words. He's using her voice to speak. It's like so darkly funny. You, you, you killed my wife. Hello, Dan. I'm okay. I just got a little kink in my neck. I, I should have killed you when I caught you in Ireland. Give him the gold, Dan. He's a nice little leprechaun. Yeah, he's like taunting this poor man whose wife's dead body is right next to him. He's like, I made you some tea. I'm your wife now. So Mr. O'Grady and the leprechaun are about to get in a fight, but Mr. O'Grady has a four-leaf clover, which is their one weakness. Gets him into this crate, nails him inside, puts the clover on top so he can't get out, and then his plan is to burn the leprechaun alive. But before he can drop the match into the trail of gasoline he has left, he has a stroke. (laughs) I don't know if it's... It's given to him by the leprechaun, or just he old? Match goes out, he's not able to light it. Burn in hell, you little green bastard! <laughs> Did the match go out, Dunny? That's so interesting because four-leaf clovers are essentially set up to be like leprechaun kryptonite. If I had actual kryptonite, if I had put Superman in a crate, put a rock on it, and then like shot him in the head, would he die? Or would it take more to kill him? How's the leprechaun work? I assume he's also Superman, right? Um, well, Superman's a little difficult since, you know, he's a comic book character and so they just constantly bring him back to life even if you think he's dead. He can just stay dead. He's so boring. Superman's the worst. Listen, I like Man of Steel. I thought it was good, and I don't care what anyone else says. Destroy all those buildings. They have insurance. I didn't think Man of Steel was bad, and I'm I'm not in the camp of, like, he snapped Zod's neck, so Superman would never do that. I'm like, you know, he didn't really have a choice at that point. But Henry Cavill as happy Superman just works so well, but there's no progression. Like, I wish there had been some sort of progression. Like, I don't mind starting Superman off dour as long as he goes from that to becoming like the happy Superman he's supposed to be. Instead, everyone in that universe is sad. Oh, yeah, I guess DC does just want to be the darkest. Like, just have some fun, guys. I mean, I guess at least Birds of Prey was really fun and Wonder Woman. Did you ever see Shazam? Oh my god, yeah, Shazam's so good. Me and my mom just rewatched it. I really like Shazam. That was really fun and I really like Zachary Levi as him. He's such a fun actor. I loved him on Mrs. Maisel, too. Why are we talking about Superman? Yeah, why did we start talking about that? Oh, because of uh, Kryptonite. I don't remember. The Kryptonite. Kryptonite. That's right. Today's going to be rough. I think the way they set this up works perfect. They set up the four-leaf clover early. I think works. They do a good job of introducing him as a villain and kind of giving you a taste of how powerful he actually is without delving too much into it. Yeah, I agree. It's a good setup, not too uh, bleak or anything. They they give you a lot of the comedy right up front so you know what you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. So it's 10 years later, we see Jennifer Aniston's character, Tori, and her father driving down the road. I think her parents are separated and she's going to stay at least the summer with her dad, who is in, is it North Dakota? Yes, they're in North Dakota and they bought a shitty house. He must have gotten a great deal because I understand the basement being a mess, but literally the whole house is covered in cobwebs like no one has lived in this house clearly since the O'Grady's which was 10 years ago 
And he's just like, hey, daughter who clearly doesn't know anything about hard work, literally doesn't know how to use a broom. Like, she uses a broom later and she's like, I'm getting good at this. And he's like, we're going to clean this whole house. Like, I understand, okay, he wants his daughter to get some sort of sense of hard work, but I feel like this is a lot to throw at a person who has never had to do work before. I feel like the setup for Jennifer Aniston's character, it's very strange because the more the movie goes on, the more I think Tori is the most rational character, but they are trying to set her up at the beginning as this greedy, materialistic, obviously she'll be a victim for this leprechaun who targets greedy people. But I don't think we ever really see an issue with her being like, oh, we should keep all the gold for ourselves. No. It's really the kids. Well, the kid and Ozzy. Yeah. Now it's really just Alex. Ozzy just accidentally swallows some of it. Tori's character isn't great. Thank God for Jennifer Aniston, because Jennifer Aniston makes this character work. But yeah, she's just like a simple, ditzy teenage girl who likes to go to malls and shop. That is essentially her character. And there's a scene that happens... Like, right here, we get to the house, we see the inside, she goes outside, bumps into hot buff painter guy, and he spills all of his stuff, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, here's $20 to replace your stuff that I just ruined. And he's like, you're a materialistic, basic lady. And I'm like, no, that seemed like the appropriate thing to do. She apologized and then gave you the means to replace the stuff that she ruined. So I don't know why we're, like, negging Jennifer Aniston right now. I went back and rewatched that scene, because I think we were talking or something leading into it. Mm -hmm. It's actually, like, she bumps into him and she goes, and I want it to be very bad. Oh, great. Who are you? Uh... I was a guy carrying some paint thinner. Oh, God, okay. Here, is that cover? Oh, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> you knock over my can of paint thinner and then you offer me 20 bucks. Okay, okay. How about that? Did that do it? Uh, no. But maybe you said you were sorry, you know, it might. Okay, here, look. Here, keep the change. I'm in a really big hurry. I'm, this is a big, ugly, disgusting house. I just like to distance myself from She never says sorry. Okay, no, I'm still on her side. Give me more money. I don't need an apology. I don't care about your attitude. What's that going to get me? Not out of debt. Give me $40. You can knock over whatever you want. Their meet cute is just essentially she bumps into him. He spills paint thinner. They don't like each other, quote unquote, at the beginning. So clearly they're going to be love interests. Also, he's probably the only option for her love interest wise. And there has to be a love interest. So There's either Ozzy, a child, or her father. So yeah, I'm hoping that it's him. Nathan is the name of the boy she runs into. Uh, he's the hot 90s boy. Boy with the flowing hair. He has a brother who's, I think, 10. I don't remember how old they say he is. His name is Alex. I don't know how Ozzy is. Re- I don't know. I think he's just like a family friend. They have like a painting company. I think it's called like Three Guys Who Paint or something. And Ozzy is special. Ugh. I don't like the way they did this. It's 90s tone deaf. It seems unnecessary. Why go through the trouble of coding this man as like autistic? Because they're, all they're doing is making him childlike. So why not just have another child? Alex's irresponsible friend who is the same age rather than this grown man who they're just making into this like comedic man child. Yeah, it seems like a very random choice to me. You're right. It is just 90s tone deafness. 
looking at it with hindsight, we could have just not done this and it would have been the same and not been offensive. I mean, they could have even just written him as their, like, old senile grandpa. That would have worked, too. At least would have been a reason for this grown man to be hanging out with a 10-year-old. Like, oh, it's my grandpa or my great-uncle who's just goofy and loves swallowing coins. He's got pica. (laughs) Yeah, so Ozzy has to be, like, the weirdest choice of the movie for him as a character. But he's in the movie. He survives to the end. There's not much you can do about it. Surprisingly, we don't actually have that many deaths in this movie. There's maybe four? Yeah, I'm counting three. Both the O'Grady's and then the cop. Oh, the shopkeeper. But all our mains survive until the end. I was like, at least Nathan's gonna die, right? I really thought they were gonna kill Ozzy off. Oh, I did too the whole time. I was like, oh no, he's gonna cut open his stomach to like get the coin back. When I was watching the video about the sequels, it's either the second or third, the one that's set in Las Vegas. They do end up doing something gross with like gold in a stomach, but they make it so it's like a monkey's paw thing where the leprechaun's like, I'll give you three wishes. So he's like, okay, I wish for a bunch of gold. So the leprechaun makes his stomach fill up with gold and he like <gasps> dies with, Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah, the effect wasn't great, but it still makes you feel weird looking at it. So all the characters meet each other. The father and daughter meet Nathan and the painting boys. And the next big important thing that happens is that you have a couple jump scares, whatever. Tori being down in the basement and it being creepy and them starting to open the crate, but then they stop because they hear Ozzy scream. Eventually, Ozzy wanders downstairs. I think he hears the singing. So he hears a little girl singing. He follows the voice, goes down the stairs to the crate because the leprechaun is obviously mimicking a child's voice and is like, let me out i'm stuck in here and i'm like that's a demon you gotta run (laughs) he wipes the clover off on accident because he's trying to see inside and leprechaun back to full strength like he barges through the crate and is essentially like hello i'm a leprechaun look at my shoes what are you what do i look like me lad see that the buckles on me shoes why i'm a leprechaun a shoemaker by trade And speaking of shoes, yours could use a shine. Leprechaun's like, where's my gold? I'm gonna eat your ear and turn it into a shoe if you don't give me my gold. I want the gold! Well, then Ozzy runs away. Would you buy and wear just a flesh shoe? No. I just can't imagine that that would be good material. Like, I feel like they wouldn't last. Yeah, there's not enough skin on my ear to make a shoe that's not for a baby deer. It's so little. Maybe he's gonna be like Cruella and get a bunch of ears together and like make one shoe out of a bunch of ears. I don't want to think about Cruella DeVille right now because of how sexy they made her. It's giving me a lot of conflicting feelings. The Emma Stone one. Not the cartoon one, just to be clear. I think it makes sense that she was probably hot when she was young. She smoked too much and now her skin is so wrinkly. You're right. And part of her insanity is probably the fact that she's getting older and like she's not viewed the same way as she was when she was young. So that's probably also driving her crazy. Anyways, back to Leprechaun. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about that damn Leprechaun movie. Yeah, so Ozzy runs away, he gets the others, and when they come back down to the basement, Leprechaun's not there. There's like a silly scare where like a rat comes out of nowhere. It's a very bad jump scare. Yeah, and then they're all like, Ozzy, you idiot, that's not a Leprechaun, it's a rat. You keep confusing Leprechauns and rats. They really build Ozzy up to be someone who believes things very easily. Like, the first time you meet him, he's talking about UFOs. It makes sense because later on, 
Leprechaun when he calls for help. He, like, tells them there's a Leprechaun, come help us. And they're like, Ozzy keeps calling us about silly things, we're not gonna respond. Yeah, they're like, oh, Leprechaun now? It was Bigfoot last week. Because Ozzy is convinced there's a Leprechaun, he's like, if we see a rainbow to Alex, you know, we follow it, we find the gold. A, a very bad rainbow appears out of nowhere, and they follow it to this broken down car, find the gold that O'Grady hid. And as they're, like, messing around, Ozzy accidentally swallows a piece? That'll come into play later. But they're like, let's take a piece and we'll take it somewhere because it, it looks old. So they're like, it's got to be worth money. So they're going to take it somewhere to get appraised. See if they're rich because if they have enough money, they can get a surgery on Ozzy's brain to make him smart again. Oh God. Yeah, I think that was the most problematic element of it. And then later they tell Nathan that and he's like, you know that that surgery is not real, right? Now Alex is like, well, it, Ozzy doesn't know that. I just want to give him some hope. Like hope for what? He doesn't think he's dumb. Yeah. When Alex tells him like, we can make you smart. And he's like, am I not smart? And he's like, well, people say it behind your back. And he's like, people say I'm not smart behind my back. It's so sad. Right. I'm like, this is so mean. Why would you even bring this up to him? Oh, God. But speaking of the rainbow part, yes, I know we talked about this while we were watching the movie. Did the leprechaun make a rainbow to guide them to the gold? And if so, wouldn't that mean he knows where the gold is? So why not just go get it and bounce? My guess is it's probably just part of like leprechaun gold magic. Like he doesn't control it. So like maybe humans can see it. Like I made the joke. I'm like the leprechaun must be colorblind because he can't see his own rainbow. Yeah, I guess that would make sense because why else would a leprechaun want you to find their gold? Obviously he does not want anyone else to have it. I want to know where we told it. Find out later, I don't remember when he says it, but he says that the gold is what gives him power and that he also sold his soul for the gold. I wonder if he's like Gollum and he used to just be a regular man, but now he's just turned into like this shriveled, decrepit, evil leprechaun. I mean, I think that makes sense. He's the greediest of all. Making a monkey paws deal where you're like, I want to be, yeah, I want to be rich and live forever. Done. Deal. Yeah, but he's also having a really good time being a leprechaun, so I, I don't know that there really was a downside for him. He gets his comeuppance at the end, sort of, but also they leave it very open-ended. Well, and also, I don't think he's a villain because he really doesn't cause mischief or mayhem when there's not someone in his way. Like, people who are stealing his stuff get what's coming to them, but otherwise he just leaves everyone alone. Towards the end, when they don't realize that Ozzy has swallowed the piece and they give him the gold back, he's ready to just leave. Yeah, he's like, okay, thanks guys, bye. But he only goes back because he realizes he's missing a piece, so he thinks they lied to him. I'm on the leprechaun side. Just fucking give him his gold back. That's all he wants. He'll leave. Or at least explain like, hey, I'm sorry. Our friend swallowed this. If you want to hang out for a little bit, we like gave him a laxative. We'll clean it off. It's fine. And then you can be on your way. Or they could just lie and say we know where it is and then just journey long enough until Ozzy poops and goes, oh, we were wrong. It was actually in there. Because I think he wouldn't care about waiting. He'd be like, I'm just going to give this now. We come to one of, I think, is the funniest parts of the movie, which is they're painting the house, of course, because Tori is now in love with Nathan. She is helping and she's like, I'm going to go get more paint. So she goes to the truck. I think Nathan says he's going to go get a ladder or something. And she goes to the truck to get more paint. And then the leprechaun is underneath the truck and starts like creepily like an like, old man rubbing her leg. And for whatever reason, she thinks it's Nathan. Like he's crawled under the truck to rub her leg. And then when she hears him behind her she freaks out and the leprechaun scratches her she's like i know what an old man's caress feels like and her dad just looks at her and they're like no 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 it's just a cat i thought that was you rubbing my leg you let me 
That's not the point. Something was, was rubbing my leg, like caressing it. And it, it ran off over there. It's probably just an old possum, honey. No, no, Dad, that was not an animal. Okay, I know what it feels like when a man caresses my leg. You do? I think that's one of my favorite lines in the movie. It reminds me so much of, I know you don't really watch it, but like a running joke in Schitt's Creek is that the character, Alexis, before they got stuck in this hotel and stuff, she keeps telling these stories about how she was like kidnapped in like foreign countries. And her dad will be like, you what? She's like, nothing. I thought you were in the Bahamas with your friends. She's like, no, I was captured by the like <laughs> Saudi Arabian mob. Yeah, it's so funny. And they're just like, yeah, it's definitely a cat. I I mean, I guess, given the situation, they're not just gonna be like, hmm, there's probably a small man under the car. They hear the sound of a cat, and so you think that would be the end of it. Like, oh, okay, the leprechaun heard them say cat, so he's like, I'll make cat noises and they'll leave me alone. Instead, they're like, let's go find this cat to prove to her it's a cat. And the dad sticks his hand into this, like, like a tree trunk hole or something. I don't even know. He sticks his hand in a place he shouldn't stick his hand, and the leprechaun bites the shit out of him, pulls his hand out, and it's just, like, all sorts of bleeding. And I'm like, that's definitely not a cat. It's uh, where Boo Radley was hiding all his stuff. He just stuffed a leprechaun in there today. Oh, Boo Radley. Dad gets bit really badly. They all get in the truck and they go into town to take him to the hospital. And while while Tori and Nathan are taking him inside, Alex and Ozzy go to the coin collector to get it appraised. And the coin collector tells them, you know, I'll have to look more into it. But it's, it's either going to be $500. I have no idea how much that is in 90s money. Or if it's, you know, has history, it's like actually really old. It could be priceless. Probably worth a lot. The coin collector essentially says, leave it here with me. I'll look more into it and get you an accurate price and they're like cool sounds good bad decision on his part <laughs> should not have taken that while you were talking about that i actually looked up what it would be so he said it was worth 500 dollars or priceless today's value would be 905 dollars. that's pretty good money off of a coin i really hate that i was alive in 1993 and that's almost double Ugh, inflation is not real we don't need to raise the minimum wage we'll all just live in poverty and die uh, have we talked about the real meanings of the phrase pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I mean, we talk about a lot of things. Who knows? Tell me again. So the phrase pull yourself up by your own bootstraps was meant as a joke when it was first released because you can't do that. You cannot physically do that. I was about to say the logistics of it doesn't make sense because I, I can't go anywhere. So the fact that it was made as a joke because the idea is like everybody needs help at some point. It's just life. The fact that people will use that as, like, excuse, like, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. I'm like, you are a stupid person who doesn't give a shit about anybody else. It just drives me crazy, the double standard in this country. But we've talked to, we've talked a lot about that. Anyway, so they go and get the gold appraised and they leave. The guy is essentially, like, locking up his shop for the end of the night. Uh, the leprechaun shows up and is like, I want my gold. I want me gold coin. And I'm sure the man would have definitely given him the coin if he knew at all what the leprechaun was talking about, but he doesn't. So the leprechaun kills him by pogoing him to death. I believe the exact line when he knocks the man over and is pogoing over to him is... This old lep, he played one, he played pogo on his lap. Teach you to steal me gold. <laughs> 
him doing the like sing-song voice is hilarious. Oh, we forgot to talk about the fact that he gets to town by riding a tricycle very quickly. Oh, yeah, because then when he gets to the uh, pawn shop, after he pogos this man to death, best kill in the movie, in my opinion. 100%. He upgrades his ride. Yeah, he gets a car. It reminded me of the little pink Barbie Cadillac that I used to drive around in my front yard. I used to love those kids' cars that you would just charge. Those were so much fun. We had like a little Jeep and the battery wouldn't last very long, but it was so much fun. Oh my God, that was the worst when the battery would die and you just have to like drag it back to the house. (laughs) I mean, we would just drive ours. We would just go around the house. I don't think my parents let us take it out on the road because even though we lived essentially almost at a dead end, cars still came through to go to the park. And so we would just drive it around the house. That was the best. I miss childhood. Yeah. Sort of. I miss aspects of childhood. I remember, oh, that was at my dad's house. So I don't miss him, but I do miss that car. And then he got those go-karts and we just looked like white trash driving around these go-karts. That sounds like so much fun. He still got them, but I really doubt they work. Leprechaun is upgraded to a car. Tori and Nathan, they like have a chit chat at the cafe, I guess, to give them some sort of more time together when they get together. Do they end up kissing in this movie? Or are they just kind of friends? They kiss once at the very end, but it's not really, I don't really care about them as a couple. Yeah, we don't care about them. You know why? Because Leprechaun, he's speeding in his little car and gets pulled over by a police officer, so who I guess assumes there's a small child out and about, and that's what he thinks. Say, aren't we a little young to be out this late? No. I'm 600 years old. Okay, smartass. Why don't you take that ridiculous mask off and step out of the car? It's not nice to make fun of a leprechaun. (laughs) Is that so? So now you're a leprechaun, huh? Uh huh. Yeah, he's like, take your mask off. He's like, this is my face. He scratches the officer's face. He steals the gun and throws it in the back of his car. And then he chases after the cop. So this poor cop is just like, I'm having the worst night of my life. There's a pretty good scene where he's like in the middle, um, like surrounded by trees in the middle of a forest. And the leprechaun keeps like almost like teleporting back and forth. Like he's moving really fast. So he thinks he's over to the right, but he's actually on the left. And he like throws his only weapon just at just at a random tree and loses it. Oh my god, we were so upset when that happens. Like, no, don't <laughs> yeah. throw the nightstick. It's all you have left. He's gonna kill you with it. You think he would, but no, he just comes up and snaps his neck. That's it. Doesn't he like he's in a tree and he just kind of jumps down onto his shoulders and snaps his neck? Yep. R.I.P. Random police officer. No name. The leprechaun was going back home or back to um, what was the O'Grady's house because he's trying to find the gold. We have a really funny scene where he's looking through the house. He opens the cabinet. He starts to eat the fake Lucky Charms and he spits them out because they're awful. I agree. Fight me on this. They're also probably really stale because they just moved in today and that food's all been there for 10 years. I do not like Lucky Charms. I don't either. I'm not a cereal person anyway. That's not my breakfast of choice. I just don't like marshmallows. The few times I've eaten Lucky Charms, I've been one of the heathens. It's like, I'm just going to eat the regular like sugar-coated cereal that lives next to the Lucky Charms. I don't like marshmallows because of like the bone marrow thing. That 
into like jello just creep me out i just don't like the texture that's fair i had some really really good vegan marshmallows once though and now i can't find them i like marshmallows like in things when they're like cooked like baked into things or like s'mores where they're like melted but that's about it yeah that's fair yeah so the leprechaun looks for the gold is not successful ozzy alex tori and nathan come back to the house i didn't think his hand was that bad but i guess they're leaving the dad at the hospital at this point ozzy's still the only one who knows there's a leprechaun they all think he's crazy ozzy asks alex like hey do you think you can kill a leprechaun alex goes into this fucking dark explanation of ozzy you can kill anything you just gotta know how to do it now me give me a 357 magnum press it to the little green critter's temple and blam brains and guts and oozing cruddy stuff dripping all down its head the guy is gone with a capital d this kid is a school shooter oh yeah school shooter that's that's perfect like that's that's a columbine kid right like this kid's a weirdo i don't think either of us liked alex you disliked him more aggressively than i did but no he's not a very likable kid he was a little shit i guess that's good in their case if a murderer is coming after you i guess you want another murderer on your side to kill him Speaking of the dad, I kind of forgot he was a character up until we started talking about why they had gone to the house. I think that's what happened in the movie, though, is that they just realized, we don't have anything for this dad to do. We're just going to have to write him out of this real fast because he was only a device to get us to this house. I think that's the reason he was just at the hospital. I think you're completely correct. Plus, he would have cock-blocked them, too, if he was just, like, there while his daughter was trying to flirt with this hot pink guy. They hear the sound of, like, a bicycle bell. They think it's Ozzy messing around. They find out it's not Ozzy. Nathan eventually is like, everyone stay here. I'm gonna go outside, because it sounds like it's coming from outside. And I'm gonna go look. And by I'm gonna go look, he's gonna run right into a bear trap. He gets his leg stuck in a bear trap. And then the leprechaun comes out and is just like, I got you in a bear trap. That'll make you shut your yap. I got you in a bear trap. Whoa, I got you in a bear trap. I gotta make you shut your yap. Oh, oh, it looks like you're hurt. Let's play surgeon. No. <laughs> is this a thing with leprechauns? Do they love to rhyme? Or is this just this specific man is like, I'm a slam poet now. Here are my murder rhymes. Where do limericks come from? Nantucket. Are they Irish limericks? That sounds like an Irish word. As in all things Irish, the history of limericks is debatable and uncertain. It is known, however, that limericks started out in England. Okay. Close enough for me. Yeah, rhyming's just his thing. He's like a slam poet. You're right. He was good. Better than a lot of slam poets I've seen. Yeah, and then we have a leprechaun fight. So the leprechaun tries to kill Nathan and they all have to defend him. It's like the silliest looking fight. Like they're just like all trying to hit him with things. Well, and I think that's the one flaw of having Warwick Davis play this character is that everyone is so much bigger than him that the fight scenes just look kind of goofy because there's no way to choreograph them without we all have to be on the ground to get to your level and now we're just kind of whacking you like whack-a-mole. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. It looked pretty goofy. I think it's supposed to be dark enough that they can't really tell what he is. But this is the point where Ozzy goes and he calls for help and says it's a leprechaun. And of course, the police station is like, Ozzy calls us all the time about weird stuff. We can respond later. Alex is able to get the shotgun, which he gives to Nathan. And Nathan shoots the leprechaun in the chest. And he, you know, 
starts bleeding green goo. This was also the point where I think Jennifer Aniston has been completely in denial about this being a leprechaun the entire time. Oh my god, yeah. At one point, straight up, she goes, what are you? And he says, I'm a leprechaun. And then the next scene, she's like, I just don't know what that thing is. He just told you. I don't think it's a leprechaun. Definitely not a leprechaun. I'm just not sure what it is, though. Jesus Christ, Tori. It's Jesus Christ? He looks a lot different than how they described him. Yeah, all those those years, man. Stuck in that cave. He's been in there the whole time? Yeah, he was hiding in the corner. People think that he was gone, but he is just in the corner. Oh, just those shadows. They didn't look fully because they didn't have flashlights back then. Yep. No burning bushes in that cave. Ozzy's pretty sure, but the rest of them are like, we don't know what it is. Although at this point, yeah, Jennifer Aniston at least gets a little credit because her character doesn't have that, like, I'm a leprechaun scene until a little later. But at this point, Nathan is for sure, like, seeing this man come at him. It's just like, I I also don't know what it is. And they get in the truck to try to drive Nathan to the hospital because his leg got stuck in a bear trap. The truck won't start, so Alex gets out and opens the hood, and there's a leprechaun! He's like, hello! I knew it was coming. They can't fool me with jump scares anymore. He is as strong as Michael Myers. He just punches out the glass. Oh, with one punch, too. They essentially have to get out of the truck, run back to the house. Leprechaun almost gets back in, but Tori is able to shut the door hard enough that it severs his hand, which then acts on its own to unlock the door. And even he's like, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah, pretty much. They try to call for help, but the leprechaun has cut the phone lines. There's like this really weird scene where Jennifer Aniston is trying to call and then a little hand comes through like the receiver. <laughs> little little baby hand. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it looked like if his hand were like regrowing. Yeah. Which I don't know if it does. Is that what that was implying? Maybe? He does have his hand back. Next time we fully see him. Oh shit. Are there two villains now then? It's the leprechaun and the leprechaun's hand? That sounds like a sequel. We should write it. They will greenlight it. There are eight of these movies. Oh my god, I wrote, they all decide he is a leprechaun? Maybe? Question mark? We don't know. Anyways, they find out that he's looking for gold. Yeah, because Tori and Nathan don't know about it. It's only Alex and Ozzy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because Alex is like, I wanted to keep it to get Ozzy brain surgery. And that's the point where Nathan is like, that's not real. Why did you tell him that? I don't know, it seemed like fun. Just give him some hope. I would like to give him hope so I can crush his soul later. (laughs) That seems like a very Alex thing to do. They must tell Tori where the gold is because she essentially goes out to the well. They choose to do this really weird green light coming from the well, which I think is the idea is it's supposed to be the water from the well, but it's it's a very strange choice. She pulls up the gold, Leprechaun shows up and she throws it to him like, here you go. And he is so happy. Sounds like we go. <laughs> Looks like we go. <laughs> it smells like we go. <laughs> mm. It tastes like we go. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Meat gold and delicious gold. <laughs> 
my gold. I'm fulfilled in life. I will never bother you again. He leaves. They toss him the gold and he sees Nirvana. This <laughs> leprechaun, it is all he wanted. He sees Nirvana. That's great. He's a nice <laughs> leprechaun. I think he's a good boy. He just wants his stuff. If you don't fuck with the leprechaun, he's not gonna fuck with you. Right? Like, who cares if there's a demon leprechaun running around town? He could live nicely in town with a bunch of other people, as long as they didn't take his gold. I want the gold! Honestly, he could be a really productive member of society if they would just give him his fucking gold. I want the gold! Yeah, he's a go-getter. When he has a job, he gets it done. He loves shining shoes. Do you know how spiffy that town would look? Forgot to mention, he has a big thing with shoes. Oh, yeah, that's gonna come into play in a minute. They showed it earlier where I think the first time he looked through the house, he found a bunch of shoes and he shined all the shoes and he was just so happy about it. And he's mentioned making shoes out of ear skin. He just loves shoes. It's like his one calling in life other than his gold. I want me go! Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I realize that the leprechaun, who I know has a name and I do not remember what it was, but he's the perfect man. <laughs> he's, he's the perfect just man. Just driven, motivated. He loves poetry. He's fucking loaded. He's yeah. got a ton of gold. I love me gold. There's no flaws. We should all date a leprechaun. I would love to. You know it's not over because you know there's a piece missing. But if there weren't, the story would be over at this point. The leprechaun would have left. But he counts his gold and realizes, Those fucking bitches kept one of my pieces of gold. They tricked me. I am going to go murder all of them. And he goes off and he attacks them again. And they have to shoot him in the chest again. Doesn't do anything. Oh, he also grabs Nathan by the balls, which I think is very funny. God, poor Nathan. First he gets bear trapped, getting his balls ripped off. Oh, this is the part where the creepy phone call with the hand happens. Oh, well, doesn't matter. Yeah, who cares? So they're like, well, we gave the leprechaun his gold. Why is he still here? And Ozzy's like, it's because I swallowed a piece. And they're like, oh my god. Like, why didn't you bring this up earlier? They've discovered that he does sort of have another weakness other than four-leaf clovers, and that is that he cannot leave shoes unshined. We need to find out more about this leprechaun. Dan O'Grady is in the nursing home in town. Tori's like, fine, I'm gonna get my jeep and go. They're like, we'll distract the leprechaun. So they go out with a box of shoes and they just throw shoes and he just has to stop everything he's doing to go over and pick up the shoe and shine it. And he looks so offended that they're like throwing them on the ground. He's like, why would you get these dirty? My shoes. Tori gets to the nursing home. She, she quote unquote finds Dan O'Grady and by find him, she finds the leprechaun dressed like him, which is definitely when she walks up to him and sees the back of him. I'm like, it's definitely not Dan O'Grady. Turns around as the leprechaun and then they have a chase scene through the nursing home until she's able to get into an elevator and shut the door. The elevator scene was a pretty good scare. It was a pretty good scare and then it was immediately funny. Because how did he get up there? I have no idea. I mean, I assume leprechaun? He's insanely strong, so I guess he could have dragged him up there. Yeah, the leprechaun is like in a wheelchair, so they're having a chase scene. He wheelchairs so fast. He's so strong. Did you read the way they had to film that? No. What did they do? Okay. Okay, so I guess the wheelchair was really hard to maneuver, so he couldn't obviously go as fast as we're seeing in the scene. So Jennifer Aniston had to run in slow motion, and they had to speed it up in post so that it looked normal. That's so funny. I just assumed they sped up his parts because he was going so fast. Yeah, apparently they had to do both because he couldn't maneuver it. That's kind of funny. Movie magic. So she gets in the elevator and then Dan O'Grady just drops halfway down out of the ceiling and is kind of hanging there all bloody. He's the one who explains his only weakness is a freshly plucked four-leaf clover that'll make him mortal so you kill him. 
she goes back to the house and they're like, we need to find a four-leaf clover. Then she tries to find one, but then leprechaun, chase you. Another chase scene. And she sees the police car and I laugh so hard. She's like, oh, it's a police officer. But it's the dead police officer. My favorite part of that was she saw a police car and immediately ran up and got in the driver's seat. Yeah. I was like, okay, she's the cop now. She looks over dead police officer. She screams. Leprechaun shows up. She stabs Leprechaun in the face with a baton. She stabs him in the eye and he pulls it out and he's blinded. He plucks the eye out of the officer and puts it in his own eye. How does this man's body work? First he loses a hand and it just grows back and now he loses an eye and he just pops one in. He's magic. <gasps> he is magic! The scientists need to study him. Stem cell research. We could grow back people's limbs apparently. We should catch more leprechauns! After Leprechaun gets a new eye, Tori gets a shotgun. I don't know where she got it from. She shoots him in the chest, gets out. She grabs Ozzy and Nathan, and they're all looking for a four-leaf clover. She's like, this is how we defeat him. And at the same time they do that, they tell Alex to stay in the house by himself. And he's like, no, I'm going to go set a trap. So he goes to the barn to try to set a trap. Yeah, I wish he would have just murdered Alex right then. Dumb, because the Leprechaun is literally in the barn just watching (laughs) this fool of a child. My notes get really like sparse at this time. While they're looking for a clover up top while Alex is setting the trap, Jennifer Aniston's character is just like, it's impossible. We can't do it. And Ozzy grabs her hand and goes, believe. And then she's like, oh, I found one. So the weird lighting that you mentioned earlier with the well, they do it on this too. They just shine like a green light on this patch of grass. Are they supposed to be trying to tell me that this is what grass looks like? What's the point of that? And they clearly like made a clover patch. We need to emphasize since it's direct this is a clover patch so they literally shine like a green light on the ground to the point of you can tell it's fake because when the actors put their hands not even on the ground but near it their hands just turn green wherever the light is well and also i know that like grass is not this weird lime fluorescent green color so obviously i'd be like that's not real and it's night yeah it's nighttime i can't see vivid colors at night anyway so it doesn't matter card of the cards tori finds a four-leaf clover. Ozzy runs down to the barn, or I think they all run down because they hear Alex screaming, and Ozzy, like, runs in and is like, I've got the gold in my stomach. And then a leprechaun starts chasing him. I don't know how, but somehow, Alex, they give him the four-leaf clover, and he takes the gum out of his mouth, wraps the four-leaf clover around it, and then, I guess, right before the leprechaun is gonna kill Ozzy, he goes, hey! And the leprechaun looks up, and he goes, fuck you, lucky charms fuck you lucky charms and slingshots the clover into the leprechaun's mouth he falls into the well nathan pours gas in and like sets the well on fire and the last thing you get of the leprechaun is he appears for a quick second like he climbs out of the well and he's all melty i want the door out oh jesus 
And then the movie just ends. Yeah, it ends really abruptly. I even right then I was like, what happens after that? It's like, oh, nothing. The credits happen after that. It gets very, very action heavy at the end. There's a lot of like fighting back and forth and trying to find the MacGuffin. Kind of lost me at the end, but I think that's because I'm not really an action movie person. Like even in TV show scenes, when a bunch of action is happening, I just sort of zone out. But I think it still did its job. The end is a lot of action because everything's building. The last scene when Nathan sets the well on fire and he like crawls out after he's been all burned up. That was the scariest part of the movie. That leprechaun after his face is like all melty scared the shit out of me. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't know. What? Uh, it reminded me of the end of Gremlins when Stripe climbs out of the fountain and he's like extra melty. Oh yeah. Ooh. And then he like dies. Yeah, that was gross too. But it looked very cool. I liked Melty Leprechaun. It looked really good. Yeah. I feel bad. He was a good man. I don't know why they did that to him. And the wall like explodes. Oh my god, yeah. There's a fucking mushroom cloud. They just keep in their dynamite? Yeah, they were keeping atomic bombs in there or something. <laughs> it was crazy. So what did we learn? Don't keep your dynamite in wells. People will blow it up. Listen, what we really learned here today is that the leprechaun is the ideal man. I don't know what more you could want. He's not a villain. He's a hero. He'll do whatever he can to get what he- well, maybe not that. <laughs> that sounds kind of uh, kind of not good. He will fight for you with all his power. Yeah, so that was Leprechaun. Sure was. We had a good time. It's a good, fun group movie. The day this is coming out is St. Patrick's Day, so if you're looking for something to do, uh, I highly recommend. I don't think it's streaming anywhere for free, but it's definitely worth the $4 to watch with a group like your family and have a good time watching this very scary and silly horror movie that I think was meant to be that way. So I think that's also why it works, because they know what kind of movie they're making. Yeah, just from everything I had heard about it up until we watched it, I was like, this is going to be really bad and really stupid. I had such a good time. I'm really glad I watched this movie. Did you read the two notable special thanks in the credits? Tell me. One of them was George Lucas, which makes sense because Warwick Davis was working on the Star Wars films at that time. and He wouldn't have been working on the Star Well, he might have been working on those Ewok adventures. Yeah, he was under contract still with the movies, regardless of, yeah, if they were making one. The other one's the best one, though. It was Vice President Dan Quayle because he fast-tracked Warwick Davis's work visa so that he could come work on this movie. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's great. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Yeah, sorry, I just thought that was fun. That's good trivia. I like that a lot. All right, any other thoughts before we jump into ratings? No, let's wrap this bitch up. I gotta go watch The Masked Singer with my grandma. <laughs> so let's do general ratings first this time. Riley, one to five. How did you like this movie? I'm going to give it a... 3.5. I think that's fair. It would have gotten probably a 4 just because of how well done they balanced everything, but I'm taking off half a point for the stuff with Ozzy that just was not necessary. I think I'm right about where you are. I would get this movie like a 7. I think it's really fun. There's a lot of movies that I think that are just good group movies. I think I could watch this on my own though. I could get a Guinness and be like, happy St. Patrick's Day and just sit and watch this movie by myself. So you had said that you didn't want to get the rest of them because Michael does and like watching bad movies. I think this one he might actually enjoy because it's not really a so bad it's good movie. It's just kind of fun. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, he's definitely pickier than I am. Well, that's fair. All right, let's do horror-struck rating. One to ten. How horror-struck did this movie make you? I mean, not very. It's, at its core, a comedy. But the effects were still pretty good, and there were a couple good jump scares, so I'm still gonna give it a two. Mine's a one. This movie's just really fun and doesn't scare me at all. Yeah, it doesn't, like, linger or anything. It's not supposed to terrify you. It's like, first instinct. I'm like, ooh, gross. I think that's it for Leprechaun. Because our schedule got a little turned about, we're going to actually be releasing The Descent next week. So we've already kind of talked about our feelings on The Descent. I think they were at the end of the Doctor Sleep episode. And then we ended up adding in a bonus episode and we decided to do this for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I realized we never talked about the fact that this was a, this was technically for the holiday, but this was also because my Aunt Kathy mentioned to my dad that she was like, I hope they do leprechaun on st patrick's day and so this is also a listener request so thank you aunt kathy for having us break our schedule a little bit i think it was definitely worth it we had a blast yeah thanks aunt kathy i really like this it's a good suggestion thank you horror fans for listening to this week's episode of horror struck if you want to hear more from us, you can go on over to Twitter or Instagram where we are at HorrorStruckPod, or you can check us out at Facebook where we are at HorrorStruckPodcast. If you have a listener request for a movie you'd like us to watch, you can either tweet that at us, you know, all the social medias, give us the name and give it your very own HorrorStruck rating. All right, horror fans, until next time, remember, stay spooky. Bye! Bye.